threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we don't. (laughs) Sometimes we don't. Cameron, I welcome you to the studio today. We're going to correct all yeah. prepper problems today. Yeah, there's, there's mistakes to avoid, and we got 20 of them. We're going we're gonna to talk to you okay, about them fix today. Them. <laughs> right? We're excited. Yeah. We are. Uh, but I got to tell you about something first. I've, I have, I've I have had know, this experience over the past five years of getting lots of subscription boxes. You know what I've That's found? True. Do you know what I've found? The best of the best? Yeah, I have found the best of the best. But the thing I've found that is really common between all of them they're full of samples and junk you'll never use, but not BattleBox because it's the monthly subscription box for men, you know, and women. Women love it too. Full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you normally pay. We've done the math, Cam, haven't we? several times. You never know what's in the next box, but here is a sampling of what users received this month. The Dangle Wallets A10 Adapt, and guess what? I'm using it right now. I got one too. Friggin' love the it. the newest one. Yep, but... and then, then we got the new stat hemostatic gauze dressing. Ah, oh, that's great stuff as well. Oh All God. this badassness starts <laughs> at just 30 bucks a month. They've shipped almost a million boxes and won Best Men's Subscription Box of 2017. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife at trybattlebox.com slash casualpreppers. Listener reviews starts now. Five-star casual psychos. Sunday, jaw 0411. Yeah, sure. (laughs) In this mad, mad world we live in, mm-hmm. we need to be prepared for whatever life throws at us. Mm-hmm. From a simple job loss to an earthquake cane to a Russian avalanche. Avalanche. <laughs> These two weirdos predicted the great toilet paper shortage, alien confirmation, and a host of other crazy things that have happened in Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> RL. <laughs> yeah, Rocket League. <laughs> they did it all while la- keeping us laughing. Mm-hmm. They don't go all Fred. They keep it casual. If the real apocalypse ever does happen, keep yourself a gray man as you can and give your hook hand salute with style. Thank you, Joe411. Five-star review. If you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, go to the Kindle book on Amazon. Leave us a five-star review and make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. Sure is mad. Cameron. Have you ever seen hail as large as softballs? <laughs> no. Good gracious. I, I was in Montana in a pretty bad one, but not right. that big. I was Maybe in one. golf balls. Yeah, I was. I was. I saw probably golf ball sized in Nebraska one time, and it was crazy. I was. I was scared. The hell you doing in Nebraska? What the hell you doing in Nebraska? <laughs> Get it? Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was weird. But in Texas, in Oklahoma, this week they had hail as large as softballs. Man. More than a dozen of those reports consisted of large lime-sized hail, which is hail at least two inches in diameter or larger. Um, Somebody was saying, we were in an interior closet with our children. It was 
eerily still outside, and then we heard a loud noise, and the house shook a bit with the first big hailstone. Can you imagine if your house shook from a hailstone? (laughs) That would freak you out. Yeah, that would. One-inch hail can damage, but four-inch hail the size of a softball. Can destroy. Yeah. Battering cars and homes. You should see the pictures of some of these cars. Oh, I bet. Just just freaking destroyed, man. Um, I remember my parents brought home a car once that, mm -hmm. like, hail damaged one. Yeah. It was just like... It's all these, like, it looked like it was built yeah, just to be, like, aerodynamic uh-huh. in some weird way. The hail was so big and had so much force that it came through the roof in many areas. It wow. even sheetrock on interior walls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude. That's creepy. I don't know how you prepare for that. I don't know either. I don't know. Just. I yeah, haven't talked about that. Get in the basement. Massive yeah. hailstorm. How the hell do you get out of a hailstorm? <laughs> I don't know. That's scary. It is super scary. That's cool. Yeah. It's a um, mad, mad world. So Florida residents are pissed and furious. Why? As scientists prepare prepare to release hundreds of millions of genetically modified mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. Led by British biotech company Oxitech. Who why is the why are the British doing this? I don't know. We're gonna get them back. Yeah, we, they got us back in seventeen seventy six and now we're gonna we're get gonna them. We're gonna release seventeen seventy six million mosquitoes. Take that Floridians. <laughs> we will they're gonna release seven hundred and fifty million male mosquitoes. Oh. Super sexist for one. Yeah, that's they're canceled. Into the canceled. Florida Keys into the Florida Keys over the next that's probably why they're pissed. They don't yeah. care about the mosquitoes. They're all male. It's BS. It's ridiculous. Um and uh because in the Florida Keys, they're trying to control the population of invasive disease carrying species. So their whole goal, releasing seven seven hundred and fifty million males, they'll pass oh. on the gene that the females won't develop to adulthood so they can't bite and spread the, the diseases. Isn't that weird? We got too what many if they mosquitoes. All, like, converge into like a mosquito man. And we got too many mosquitoes. What should we do? Well, I think we should just put seven hundred and fifty million more <laughs> yeah. out. The males are real nice. <laughs> yeah, let's do the males. We all know what females are like. <laughs> Winking at everybody. <laughs> you know, he's got a point. <laughs> he's got a point. Let's do it. But yeah, that was like Australian. Hey, he's got a point. <laughs> he's got a point. Good day. Let's just get it done. <laughs> They're all from the same breed. <laughs> We're from the same breed. Yeah. But yeah. That's so crazy. Uh, I just—that's pretty crazy to me. Sure. Um, is. Pretty interesting stuff. I feel like it's going to backfire. I'm going to create some weird, toxic, mutating yeah. illness in humans, um, more so than it already exists. Probably. <laughs> so yeah. People are going to turn to mosquitoes and COVID stuff. COVID 2021 swarm. <laughs> you know what I mean? People developing mosquito wings. <laughs> flying exactly. Out. Florida's yeah. weird. Don't go there. Don't go Florida. Yeah, anyway. that's crazy, man. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so today we uh, decided we would we wanted to talk about some of the mistakes that preppers make. And sometimes you don't even know you're making these mistakes, Cameron. It's true. That's the hard part. It's true. Am I making a mistake? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But if you listen to today, you, you might. got to go to a prepper pastor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk to him about is it. Is this right mistake. or is this wrong, <laughs> pastor? Um... But yeah, we got twenty of them that we're going to talk about today. So we're just going to start rolling. There's a lot of them. There's we we kind of summed some. Yeah, I think it touches on all the sensitive parts. That's right. (laughs) I'm going to touch your sensitive parts today. (laughs) So get ready. Here it comes. Um, the first one. Boy, this one's hard. Lack of organization and planning. It really is. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you're joking, but it's seriously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is very very hard. Yeah. So you know, especially when you start prepping. It's you kind of just like, oh, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I'm gonna get this, and I got twenty dollars. I'm gonna buy like this. The best time. To oh be yeah. Like, 
uh, planning and inventorying because exactly. it gets out of control. Start at the beginning yeah. because um, you got to have a plan. And, and you got to have a plan in all aspects. And this doesn't just mean like buying food or water or gear. Start with the family emergency plan, Cameron. Yeah. Of course, that's where I'm at. Because you kind of have to have a baseline Here with everything. Again, fast forward. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what it sounds like when you fast forward. It did. It sounded like it. <laughs> um, you got to have that baseline plan when you start, when, when you're prepping, right? It's, it's, it's a mistake if you haven't kind of set out those basic rules and procedures for an emergency. Yeah. Because you, you know what happens when you don't have a plan? <clears throat> You just start doing you buy crazy. 16 bags of yeah. flour and nothing else. Exactly. And you don't have any yeast. You, you ain't got water. Yeah. You got nothing. No. But you got flour, right? Good for you. And when it comes down to it, like, it doesn't matter how much food or water or bullets that you have if it's a damn circus <laughs> when the power goes out, right? Like, yeah. nobody knows what to do. You're trying to put ramen in the magazine slot <laughs> yeah. on your pistol. Don't work. Where'd it go? Got to reload my magazine. <laughs> Shrimp flavor. Um... <laughs> You That's know? a pretty good one, actually. It is. It's great, yeah. So get a plan together. It's going to be worth it. Uh, another thing to do when you're planning is a personal risk assessment, That's right? Um what are the things that are most likely to happen to you in your area? And that's the thing when you, when you're, when you're planning, well, if you, you need to plan, but you've got to figure out what are you prepping for? Yeah. Like what are the things that you need to get ready for? So that's why the personal risk assessment is a big idea. You know, are you prepping for hurricanes, but you live in Minnesota? Right. And it's not a great idea. You're just wasting your damn time. True. Right. Think about maybe snowstorms or something. Okay. Or think about like a Canadian invasion. Or something. Because you don't have to worry about hurricanes. When it comes down to it, there's going to be crossover on most things. But why not actually do this personal risk assessment to figure out, okay, these are the natural disasters I got to worry about. Um, I've, I'm on these daily meds, so I need to worry about this. My commute's super long, so I got to figure this out. Um, oh, I'm in $30,000 of credit card debt. Maybe I ought to figure that out, right? <laughs> it'll see, go away. Yeah, so you got to <laughs> it'll go away. <laughs> I'm just ignoring it and see what happens. I'm going to trade in all this flour. That's right. Get out of debt. Uh-huh. Bank's gonna, coming to me. <laughs> going to work. <laughs> and so, and then what, what Cam was talking about, inventory. This this is one of the hardest things Super for hard. me. I still struggle big time I with struggle it. hugely, bigly. I was just moving like some... Uh, Case lot stuff, you know. Uh -huh. I was moving around in my basement, basement, and underneath was the sheet all crumpled up of my inventory. I'm like, <laughs> well, I ain't doing very good with that. Yeah, I, I, because I started and I went through it all, and mm -hmm. it just kind of fell by the wayside. I got a bunch of, um, I got ready one day, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to inventory this whole thing, and I got like an Excel spreadsheet. That's kind of how mine and, was, and, and I did all of my food, but then since then, I haven't done anything. Yeah, so it's hard. it's hard. You got to figure out how much food you have. Because if you don't know, yeah. you're, it's a little bit worthless because how much do you need? You know, that's another thing you got to yeah. figure out. Like, how much am I going to need? I'm not rotating very well. No, no, no. Like, I found a box of tuna that's, like, expires 2013. That's great. You just keep it. I'm, it's in a can. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not swollen. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, grabbing some food here and there, it's great. But you're going to be disappointed when you actually count up your calories and stuff like that. Because I was. Because I actually went and counted up all the calories that's I had. And I'm like, holy Fudge. This looks like a lot of food, but it's only going to last so long. Yeah. You know? So it's always a good idea to have an inventory of some sort so that you know what you have when that stuff expires and you have this rotation schedule like Cam right. was talking about to get the stuff in and out. 
right? Because you might as well use it before it expires and then move in new stuff, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing for gear. Have a list, know what you actually need, and um, and keep it up to date. That I'll never do that in a million years. I think I got too much that's, gear. Like you mentioned, I know it's impossible. Yeah. But like when you're doing that inventory, you're realizing, oh, I don't have yes enough water to mix this, or I don't 100%. have enough. Uh, syrup for these pancakes no you never have enough syrup <laughs> just do. by the way you'll never have enough yeah <laughs> yeah so anyways yeah so think about that's one of the biggest mistakes is not having that organization and not planning for it yeah it's a big mistake yeah bigly and still one i continue to make mm, me too um the second one's kind of what kobe had touched on already but mm. overlooking prepping for the most likely scenario mm. so it's easy to be like wow civil unrest in michigan i'm gonna get guns and knives and mm. start building a barricade and you're in the middle of the forest in california that's gonna burn down this summer so yeah. it's yeah. like exactly don't overlook the most realistic things to happen to you and even even closer to home than that is like I could lose my job. Yes. Um, I could, you know, am I financially stable? Do I have an emergency fund for a, an unexpected illness or hospitalization? Like mm. those little things are totally part of prepping. And it's easy to just look past them to the cool stuff. Like, oh, be able to survive a zombie apocalypse. I got yeah. all this stuff. And um, so really when you're when you're taking the time to, to get your preps all ready, mm-hmm. Focus on, and it, it kind of just takes some of the stress away to be like, yeah, I need to touch on these things that are going to happen here. Like us, we should worry about, you know, flooding mm-hmm. and um, viruses and <laughs> stuff. Snowstorms, power outages. Yeah, the, there's just like maybe. what's going to happen in your area. Yeah. Focus on that stuff. And when it comes down to it, the food, water, all that stuff's going to apply to all of it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? But get those basics so you have like a more honed in focus of the things that you're uh, – yeah, um, getting prepared for, and so I think that comes back again to our uh, personal apocalypse episode, right? Like that we talk about exactly. all the time, right? Yep. It's that it's that's exactly what it is. It's I like mean, that, those are most likely to happen to yeah. all of us. Yeah, way more likely. Yeah, and maybe your car is going to break down, and it probably will. Right, cars suck. <laughs> they do. Yeah, and just when you think you're like, I got a good money, I'm doing great, everything's fine, boom, engine blows. Yep, every time. So don't think it, don't say it. It's yeah. gonna happen. So it's pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to just go all out mm-hmm. on the extremes because it's you fun. Really just go to the basic stuff. Yeah, it's not as fun to yeah. prepare for job loss. It's, it's not. not no. You don't even want to think about it. No. But you'll be better off in mm-hmm. the long run for the extremes as well. I agree. If you're preparing for these simpler, more realistic things. So true. Um, the next one is missing the focus on essentials. And this is a little bit similar to what yours was, but again, what this one is a super easy trap to fall into. Food and water, they are by far the least sexy things to, in the prepping, right? Like it just really is. It's yeah. not fun. It's not sexy. Like I got more water today. Put that on Instagram. It's not cool. You know, it's not fun. No. But if Cam and I have learned and water anything, water preps, yeah, can consume all of your space. They do. It's yeah. So annoying. Yep. If we have learned anything over the past five years, when we're researching whatever subject is we're talking about, maybe it's asteroids, maybe it's World War III, maybe it's civil unrest or a pandemic, every single time it comes back to food and water. Yeah. Like what is every your body time. going to need? Exactly. You got to have it to live. So that has to be almost always your number one prep, right? Right. So it kind of like your plan always has to revolve around that. Um, and it's really easy to lose focus 
on that like super easy. You know, I've done it a million times because knives are freaking cool. Yeah. Right. I mean, all the little gadgets are fun and cool, and it. it but not to say you can't do those things. No. But you just got to make sure that you don't lose focus on the things that will actually keep you sustained exactly. through through an issue. And are more valuable to other people as well, yes. you know, yes. like that you can uh-huh. bargain with or trade. Because when it comes down to it, you can't eat them bullets. No. Five, five, six don't taste good with milk. <laughs> no. It just don't. No, 22's okay. 22's not bad. It's like Fruity Pebbles. It sure is. Little teeny. Yeah, it's, you know, it's more like Rice Krispies. You've got the pop. <laughs> yeah. You know? <clears throat> so. Um, the, uh, and so many times, like, people ask me, like, hey, I just got some questions about my prepping. Like, what do I need to do? And I'm always like, like, how are you with food and water? Oh, I'm good. I'm like, are you? Yeah. Like, have you really? You are know, you good? Having two cases of, you mm. know, 16-ounce water bottles. Is that, is that where you're at? Like, I mean, it's that, relatively good, I suppose. It's good. Some people don't have that. But I'm always, I always kind of ask them, I'm like, really, like, if you're trying to focus in one area, like, just get that stuff, like, pushed as far out as you can. Yes, yes. And then, you know, trickle in the gear and all that stuff. Cold trickle. Cold trickle. <laughs> I love that movie. Every time I hear trickle, I just think of cold trickle. <laughs> Getting a cock hole. Getting a cock hole. Um, number four, mm. too much focus on bugging out. If you bugging out's fun. <laughs> it is. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, wet dreams about it all the time. Oh, my gosh. So all of yeah. your gear, all your bags, all that stuff, you're like, man, if I have to bug out, I'm going to have the best stuff in the world. But just daydreaming it is about it, not dude. the most ideal thing. Mm. Um, it sounds way cooler, you know. Mm. I'm gonna take a tank up into the woods. <laughs> I'm gonna eat grubs, yeah. shower in a waterfall, scream at a waterfall. Oh yeah, you gotta. <laughs> You're there. You kill gotta. a bear, make it into a mm. chair and hide and sleep in the... a bear chair. <laughs> bear chair. It's <laughs> good. But it's like that stuff sounds freaking awesome, mm. amazing. It's like Instagram gold. It is. But but it is the most likely non you know your your risks of mm. dying and not surviving are way higher it sure is cuz you have your home that's comfortable you know your town you know your streets you know your neighbors you know you got your a couch th- you know your threats yeah. ain't bear couch but it's a good it's couch it's a good couch it's yeah lazy boy or something mm. um and so well if a bear chair is <laughs> made out of a bear what's a lazy boy made out of <laughs> you don't want you don't a big old <laughs> lazy boy <laughs> Um, but yeah, bugging out is mm. freaking awesome, sexy, but mm. like all of your stuff's like, not all your stuff. And that's another thing. Yeah. But like the majority of your things and your comfort mm. and the ease on your family, it's in your home. Like yeah. you want to not have to travel. I don't want to the hardest. Uh, yeah. I don't want to pack a hundred pound bag <laughs> up into the mountains to no. stay alive. It's like, what's the easiest thing to do? And the most likely thing you're going to do is yeah. stay put. So Yes, you're going to have to have that plan B of bugging out. Mm. Like, you should have some plan. Of, oh, absolutely. Like, if you have to leave, like, don't just rely only on your bugging in. Mm-hmm. But most of your effort and the most likely way of surviving is going to be staying at home. Yeah, I agree. So, um, spending a little more time with that is probably better off than your plan B bugging out plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so... uh the supplies and stuff, you can't carry your 55-gallon drum, the three of them, with you. It's just easier to have yeah. that stuff at home. So, mm-hmm. anyway, um, don't overlook the unsexy bugging in because mm-hmm. it's the better thing to do. I agree. In most cases. But still throw in that plan B bugging out. Sure. Um, the next one, uh, lack of skill development. In 
this also comes back to too much focus on one skill. Yeah. Right? In one aspect. But so the key to being a good prepper, really, when it throw comes down punch. to it, it's the only skill I'm mastering every punch. time. Yeah. Haymakers. Throw, throw punch. Haymakers. <laughs> yeah. Um the gouge eyeball. Yeah. The key to being a good prepper is to be well rounded. I mean, the best preppers are the ones that yeah. have this really wide array of skills, right? Um, and I hate to to keep coming back to the gun preppers, but those are the ones that I I immediately think of when it comes to this. Yeah. You know, they're very, they get annoyed that we're not talking about guns yeah. enough. And it's like, but they are honed in on guns and ammo. Like that is yeah. the be all end all of prepping. And I everybody knows them. They're, they're out there. There's, there's a huge group of them out yeah. there, you know? So I see it a lot here too. Oh, though, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, cool. You know, that's great. Uh huh. But have you really gone through how many yes. calories? Of food, like it's super well, boring and stupid. Yeah, and you if and you you're think not gonna about brag it. about that. Yeah. Oh, you got ER fifteen. Guess what? I got two fifty five gallon drums of water. Exactly. <clears throat> like you can be the greatest sniper known to man with eight billion rounds of ammo, <laughs> but when the flood washes away your house, yeah, or the fire burns through town, what good does that do you? Right? Like, there's it's a great you inv- ever shot water. <laughs> yeah. You put enough rounds in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I'm not saying that stop doing that. If you love to do it, that's great. Keep going. Keep shooting. Keep training because it's good skill. Yeah, I bought two guns this last year. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite here. I I love them and I try and buy ammo when I can. But Mm -hmm. don't put all that. Yeah, don't put all your ammo in one basket. All your money. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's best to put all your ammo in one magazine. Don't do it. Just jam it in there. Um, It's (laughs) best to have the basics down and then have a wide range of skills. It's the best way to be as prepared as possible. So try. It's a mistake, I think, to really hone in on one thing and say, "I'm a prepper. I'm prepping. Look at me. I'm shooting. I'm shooting paper targets." You got to have other things, and you got to make sure that your your skill array is very wide. So think about it. Do it. Mm -hmm. Um. And kind of like the bugging in thing, uh, it's like I mentioned, number six, don't store all of your preps in one location. Because if you focus 100% on bugging in mm-hmm. and have all of your stuff in that one location and a wildfire comes, it's gone. It's all, all gone. of it. How freaking yeah. horrible. Or an earthquake split right over the top of your house. Exactly. <laughs> Drops down. Well, and this could go for di- different things too, because even just right don't, even don't, um, put it all in one place in your home exactly i like, think that's good do you know what i mean too it's like not all in the basement exactly like what if you get a flood in the basement or something right, fire down in the basement yeah i don't know no and, and so we've talked on different ways to kind of spread your stuff out safely mm-hmm. you know look into a cache um mm-hmm. so you have a buried um, uh, you know select amount of supplies in some location that it's either along your mm-hmm. you know your bug out location route or something like that and then i like i mean i feel like i have a mobile bug out mm-hmm. you know bugging in location my car has tons of different gear in it yep. in my vehicle kit and then i have stuff at work and my bag that i take to and from work has gear in it so it's like you really want to have these things in different locations because you could lose it all in one place yeah not, i mean not just from natural disasters or i mean there are cases in history where martial law government takes mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. you know what's yours is now theirs mm-hmm. and that would suck yep so spread it all out bury your guns 
somewhere yes. that you can get to them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the next one um, I, that I think is a huge mistake and is a big reason why Cam and I are doing what we do is being unwilling to help others is a big one, right? Being that lone wolf prepper. It's like it's me against the world. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and it pisses me off kind yeah, of it, when it comes does, down it to it. Too. So in our opinion, well, in my opinion, I'm not going to speak for Cam, but I think he it's his, his opinion too. Being a good prepper means helping and sharing with everyone yeah. Anything that you've learned, like the, why keep it to yourself, right? Like I understand. So there, there's certain aspects to this. I understand wanting to be gray man and not wanting to tell everybody, "Hey, I'm a prepper. I've got all this stuff." I understand that 100. percent right. Obviously, Cam and I have thrown that shit out the window really fast. Yeah. Right. Right as we started. Um. That. But there's also those people out there that just want to make fun of people or trash people because of their their choices in prepping or yeah, they do yeah. this or that, right? Um, and so if you're doing that, I just think it's a huge mistake. The more people that you can help as a prepper before SHTF, the better off you will be. For sure. Not just them. It's totally true, yeah. The, the more people that Cam and I help, you know, especially around us, right? I don't want to give all my stuff to my neighbors. No. I want them all to be prepared and I don't like them that much, to be honest. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. I, you know, I come off as, like, antisocial. I yeah, don't yeah. do a lot. And mm-hmm. I kind of am. But mm-hmm. if anybody knows me and my wife and especially. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, we help whoever. I went and glued a kid's head on you uh, did, didn't you? Wednesday night. I heard something. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah, so I just I just think um I think not sharing your knowledge and not helping people just because you want to be great, man. To me, I think it's especially it's the people around you. In reality. Yeah, I think especially the people around you. I think to be a good prepper and if you want things to be better in an emergency, the more people that you can help get ready now before that emergency, the better off you are going to be and the better prepper you are going to be. Because you know what? You know how much Cam and I learned by teaching or like talking about this stuff right so the more that you're t- helping somebody you're else like sli- the better you're yeah. getting we mentioned right before this it's like mm. we used to rely heavily on yes. articles online and now mm-hmm. it's like yeah we want to talk about a subject we put you know an outline and we just fill it in from everything that exactly and more- that's been from like forums and instagram mm-hmm. responses from other people and then our own research yes yeah, so the more that you can help other people, the better that you're going to get. Like, if you're going to teach somebody some skills, that just makes you better. Yeah. Right? So um, don't hold it all in. Don't be that lone wolfer. And even when it comes down to it, good luck surviving an apocalypse as a lone wolf. Seriously. It's not going to happen. No. It, it, I don't care what anybody says. Um, if you want to read a good book about this, read Survival Theory by Jonathan Hollerman. He is like an ex-seer instructor in ex-military. He tried to do this. He's like, you're not the going dude to. That has the only type of skills to yes. actually do this. It's not going to work. He Couldn't says, do it. "Like it's not going to last long." You need. There's just no way. You need a team around you. Um, and obviously that depends on the environment you're in and a lot of different people. But the more people you involve, the more people you help, the better off you are going to be. Yeah. So. Amen. Uh-huh. Now these messages. I approve these messages. <laughs> Number eight. Um, a lot of people ask about this too. So. If you're prepping and not involving your family, mm. like involve your family in some way or another yes. into your prepping plan. <clears throat> That's a mistake if you don't. Um, you know, your spouse might think it's stupid that you have a sword and a grenade under your bed. Mm-hmm. But if she knows why and how you're going to use it, it's good. <laughs> sword and a grenade. Um, 
but if you're a selfish psycho and just mm-hmm. plan on ditching them when, you know, SHTF or plan on, you know, getting them together to go with you to stuff they don't even know about, like, it's just not going to work very well. Yeah. Things are going to hold you up and mm-hmm. it's just the fluid plan that you've come up with isn't going to go so well. No. So, um, kids especially, like, they get into it. Mm-hmm. All my, you know, and, and my kids are... They don't get into anything sometimes, I swear. <laughs> but when I like start talking about like, let's get a little bag and put some stuff in it to, you know, for like camping and surviving and they get like super into it. And half mm-hmm. the time they waste all the batteries on flashlights. <laughs> for sure. Put them in. But they get into it every time and like they, they find it interesting. And if they know why you're doing it mm-hmm. and where your gear is and how and when you would use it, like it's just, it, it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know if anything happened to me. My family knows yes. how to use this stuff and where it's at yes. and why if, we're doing it. If you can involve them, I think that's fantastic. The only caveat there is sometimes they don't want to be involved. It's true. And it's hard because yeah. how many times do we get that question? Well, how the heck do I get them on board? Right. But it's it, weird to me. It's if, hard. They, if you're telling them, you know, this is yeah. for us to stay alive, to be safe, mm-hmm. to not have to deal with the mob yeah. during whatever event. It seems super weird to me that somebody wouldn't want to be interested. And if they don't, then get a new family. Yeah, get someone. Get new. rid of them. Move on. I so yeah. So if if they're just worried about like the money spent, maybe I can, okay. I yeah, get it. Right. That's hard. Right. But that doesn't mean you can't do an emergency plan. No. Or something yeah, like that. That doesn't make any. It doesn't paper don't take cost any money. much. No, no, no. It's easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pen, ink. Yeah. Cost you very Cheap. much. Cheap, cheap, cheap. So, yeah, but get them involved. It will save you time and save a life, probably. Yes. Um, <coughs> I'm dying. Don't um, drink water through your air hole. Yes. This one, uh, we've talked about it already a couple of times, but focusing too much on weapons is one thing, one aspect of this, but the other half is, of it is not knowing how to use them yeah. or expecting that you're going to be able to. I've Not that I don't know how to use my guns, but I don't practice enough i'm not super comfortable if like yeah yeah so obviously we're talking about the gun preppers but we're also talking about those that have those things but maybe just aren't prepared to use them like they should yeah um you know you just kind of yeah it is such a hard thing it's hard to go out there every week and shoot your gun but it is do the best you can expensive now it's yeah super expensive right now but if that's part of your plan, you need to understand how to use it, and yeah. you need to be proficient with it. I mean, everybody should. If you own a gun, you should know how to use it. Obviously, I know how to use it. I'm just not out there every week shooting at the range yeah. like I should, right? So just do the best you can to understand how to use that stuff to be as proficient as possible because um, when it comes down to it, you got to have it. Yeah. You got you got to be able to use it, right? <clears throat> but... Um, well, I was just thinking on this. I have that crossbow, mm-hmm. and I haven't like dialed the sights in on it. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. It's essentially useless because mm-hmm. I'm probably more dangerous towards me and who's around me than what I'm trying to shoot. For sure. Like, so you just gotta you gotta know how to use the gear. And I think it comes down. And this doesn't necessarily have to be just weapons, right? Right. There's a lot of other gear that I've got that I don't use often. Yeah. That maybe I wouldn't really. So I'm gonna be... pack that weight. Yeah. And you don't know how to. You gotta. Use it. You gotta know Spend how to use it. Twenty minutes trying yeah. to use it and find out it's garbage. Especially with things like a bug out bag, any gear that you've got in there, 
use it yeah, as you much as you can. As well, and <clears throat> some of it's duplicate. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you don't necessarily need. Yes, I have variety of fire starting equipment, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, you may have four different types of cordage that do yeah. different things, and sometimes that's good, but it'll save you weight and time and yes. you just get more efficient at packing your bag. Fire starting equipment is actually a really good example because we've used everything on the damn market. There's a ton of them. And some of it is just horrible. It doesn't work. So a lot of people like, oh, I've, I've got some Some that comes in stuff. like big packages, a ton of yes. it, and uh-huh. it's pure trash. Oh, yeah. It's just it's like, like a lot of trash. start like ground up asphalt. Exactly. It's, like it's not burning. So a lot of times people will get something, they'll buy it, they'll throw it in their bug out bag, like, frick, I'm good. No, you have to try it. Yeah. You've got to you go really out do. and use it because believe you me, when it comes down to it, if there's a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind, it's going to be hard to start that fire and yeah. you have and to be good. That's the only thing you packed a ton of. Exactly. So you got to know that it works and you got to know the little tips and the tricks. Cam's got every tip and trick known to man with fire starting. I have learned so, Mm-hmm. The fire starting is not as easy as it yeah. sounds. So, try to start in the cave. That's still one of the oh hardest gosh, freaking so events hard. ever. Exactly. It was all damp and mm-hmm. sticky. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. It was basically, I just made a bunch of smoke. Mm-hmm. About killed myself. Smoke's great. Um, number 10. And a lot of people trash us on, well, they've commented, why have these books? You know? Yeah, yeah. Why pack these books with you? I think. One big prepper mistake is ignoring the importance of a prepper library. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You could be holed up in your house for several yes. weeks to months, mm-hmm. and I'd rather have something to read, even if it, even if it's just like skill books, mm-hmm. than having nothing. Dude, it's so true. Like, um, I get worried because there's like you like say water, right? Like yeah. purification <laughs> yeah. methods. Like, I'll go over, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and remember this. And then two days later, I'm like, I'm the same wait, way. What, how much do I got to use of this Is it and two that? teaspoons of yeah. chlorine or is it 40% I, chlorine? Yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't know. But I've got the prepper waters manual. I have it in yeah. in my library. And I know, okay, if it comes down to it, I can, I can reference that. Right. You know, I don't have to, rem- I've got too much crap in my brain already. And having that just, I'm like, okay, I don't need to remember. I have <laughs> right. that. One of the most valuable things I think we we got from um, when we used to get survival boxes, yeah, is oh, yeah. that freaking the little card set the cards. of skills, yeah, and it's in a little binder, and it has like everything from like navigation to um, fire starting to water shelter building, yeah, yeah, it's like all this stuff that you know a lot of this stuff you may know, but there's a lot of like little fine details. Yeah, like, I don't remember that. The little and nuances. The internet's not always going to be available. No, like. You, I YouTube everything when I'm like working on a vehicle. Yeah, you need to have paper backup or stored on a device that's mm-hmm. you know protected. Um, but it, it, I'm it's so essential. And and the doctor I work with, you know, both of us are the same way with books. It's like <clears throat> almost everything that we can access to like you know work up a diagnosis is online. But mm-hmm. we both like to have the, the books. books, like because. You, you may fall back into prehistoric times, you know, where mm-hmm. you're digging in books to find stuff. And it's there and it's available. And so it's kind of stupid to not just buy and have some of those things readily available. Um, to, not everybody has time to learn how to be, you know, a, a mechanic on a different type of motor that you don't own that you may end up having. So it's like having a book on how to fix these certain things or work on. Yeah. 
it's just uh, it's just stupid to not you know rely on books even i throw in like i have a few small like field dressing guides Mm -hmm. in my bug out bag for sure it's like i don't know how to dress a squirrel yeah what do they like to wear it (laughs) i know how to do ferret though yeah but yeah it's like Mm. these little books will just save you a ton of time yeah and make you know all that stuff those skills you'll just be way more effective or have Mm -hmm. time you know sitting in a freaking bug out location you can just kind of skim through some stuff oh yeah i could build better for sure and we've got that uh the casual preppers book list um on our website if you want to check that out um it has a lot of good uh, good books that we think are great for your library Yeah, that's true and i have even some downloaded videos of certain types of splints and casts and medical Mm -hmm. procedures that it's just impossible unless you see it yeah and have done it Mm -hmm. to learn it by reading so it's like yeah but you can do that. I mean, I have a ton of old phones, and I just store some of the stuff on there and stick them in a bag, you know? Yep. I love it. One thing, this COVID-19 pandemic mm. has brought many challenges to all of us. Mm. Rely, We rely so much on tech, and it's caused a massive spike in cybercrime. Russia wants everything we have. They do. Still at all. Bigger and they better. They want to learn about avalanches. Avalanche. But you can protect yourself. If you go online, you want to be a prepper online and go gray man. You want to go on to a virtual private network. And the best way to do that is Surfshark. So Surfshark offers you a virtual private network. If you're on the network at the airport, or if you're on the library network or at work, Mm. this will basically cloak your IP. So if you're doing whatever you shouldn't be doing Mm. or going on the black web to find you that, freaking knife saw thing that even mm-hmm. <laughs> searching for a Christmas present no one else can find. Um, you can basically protect your IP and your computer and your devices, any of them, with a Surfshark subscription. Mm-hmm. If you use casual preppers, you get 83% off for 24 months, plus you get three extra months. That sounds so ridiculous. Less, sounds like a lie. It is. It is a lie. Mm. It's not. But it's not. <laughs> it totally does because for 60 bucks, you get over two years of protection for any device that connects to the internet. Yeah. That is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. If you don't even know what I'm talking about and still and probably are more confused from me trying to tell you about it, mm-hmm. get it for 30 days. Try it. For free. Mm-hmm. And you can just be refunded. 24-7 support uh, works on any device that connects to the internet. Go to surfshark.deals slash preppers. Try it for 30 days. I'm telling you, you'll love it. It works and it's great. Get Surfshark. Kay Cameron. This one is, boy, it sounds great. Expecting to live off the land, hunt and fish, oh, bushcraft. It's kind of that gray man, yeah. but even sexier. It's like, like, like you just, you don't care if the world ends. I'm just going to live in the woods by yeah, myself. Like dances with wolves. Mm-hmm. Freaking cool. It's super romantic. I always dream about that. I'm like, man, it'd be so sweet. It would be, right? <laughs> and I don't blame Little anyone homestead on your own. for thinking that this would be awesome. Like, I can do it. If it goes down- It's a I'm, manly thing. I'm not going to worry about like getting food and water. This. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about prepping food and water and all that junk. I'm just going to go live in the woods yeah, when it happens. It's all right there. It's not going to happen, guys. Uh, again, listen to Jonathan Hollerman. He says 99% of people can't do it. Yeah. And you're you're one of those 99% people. I'm going to tell you right now, mm. 150% chance I can't do it. Can't do it. You just can't. <laughs> Think about when the cold hits, the snow falls, the fish aren't biting. What are you going to do? Yeah. Okay? Like, Kids it, are screaming. It, exactly. Um, and do you not think that every other redneck in the area thought the same exact thing? <laughs> right. right? The people that didn't That's the thing. prep. 
I right. know tons of them that are just like, I got yeah. all my guns, got yeah. my big truck. I'm going to go up in the mountains. I'm going to take my camper up to the lake. I'll live forever. Yeah. Yeah. With I already have other. it up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there all summer. It's been up there. Yeah. It, it's like the lakes are going to be overrun with hillbillies, and then like the weekend campers from the city are going to come out, and they're going to try and live in the woods, too. Because what are they going to do, yeah, right? they're doing that during COVID. Exactly. It's yeah, like they are. Freaking flooding the forest. And uh, Cameron can attest to this. Hunting isn't easy. Uh, not at all. It's not like you just Not run, at all. You don't run out into the woods and shoot a no deer. No matter how powerful mm-hmm. your gun or your weapon is, mm-hmm. like... Doesn't there's matter. There's so much more to it. There's so much to it. And then, on top of that, everybody else is trying to do the same thing yeah. at the same time. They're all trying to hunt and fish and... Um, everybody's desperate. They're shooting everything in sight. There's nothing left. It's not going to take long. Yeah. Um, and that scares me even more too. Yeah. Of being up in the hills mm-hmm. with no law anymore. Yeah. And a bunch of freaking Hunters. hillbillies. Yes. Just like I'm gonna blast his head off. Yeah. They, they want mine. They want to eat my loins. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I you got, just don't know. I've got some good loins. Yeah, I do. I've been working on them. Um, but. Not to say that bushcraft skills and hunting skills and, and all that aren't important because they are hugely important. They are. They're a huge part of of being a prepper. But look, that's not everything. You yeah. can't just rely on that. Um, go listen to our bushcrafting for, or bushcrafters for preppers. I don't remember. We did an episode a while Bush ago. Bushcrafters eyeglasses. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Lens crafters. <laughs> um, because we talk about a lot of this stuff. Bushcrafting is not super useful when the power goes out for a few hours or your car breaks right, down. Right, Don't make that everything. You Again, this comes back to being more... Um, you know, wide with your skills and, and the way you're looking at prepping. So just don't think that you're going to live off the land and be a bushcrafter because, no, nah, it's probably not going to happen. No. Okay. I always think of, like, the scenario of, okay, I've got to get whatever's coming through or through town. I'm going to go out away from everything for mm-hmm. a little while. Sure, And yeah. then get back to modern civilization mm-hmm. or modern tech as fast as I can. Cause exactly. Because it sucks to be out. Even camping, I'm like, what a pain in the butt. I know, man. After a couple of days, like I could take a shower right now. Yeah, watch it's Netflix. just like holy crap! Mm. This is not as easy yeah. as it sounds. Comfortable and relaxing, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of that, yeah, false sense of security, number twelve. Yeah. So sometimes you just get that normalcy bias of like mm-hmm. we live in a good community, government's you know. I'm a Democrat, <laughs> and now I got a Democrat president. He gonna take care of me. Everything's fine. Everything's good, yeah. and that exists big time. Oh um, yeah, it, it, but when well, it goes the opposite way too, like you yeah. know, I, Trump's in office. He's the savior. Exactly. I'm a Republican. Yeah, don't worry about prepping. Exactly, it's all good. Yeah, he's gonna take care of me. Then bam, COVID <laughs> yeah, in your exactly. face. So, um, a false sense of security. It's easy. Even if you have a little bit of preps, you're like, I'm good. Yeah. I thought that when we when I first got married and I had my two 72-hour kids. My, yeah. my wife and I are going to live the same amount of time. Yep. And we can get back to gonna be normal. Great. Um, it's good to have some confidence in your prepping, but don't assume that you have it all figured out and that you're ready for everything yeah. and anything to be thrown at you. You have to always be thinking about different things that could. Like any, anytime I watch like a survival movie, I'm like, man. That would suck, and and how how would I fare if this happened? Probably not well. No, no. I wouldn't. No, um, I mean, I always look at, at this whole thing like the COVID was like terrifying at first, and it started to trickle in. That it wasn't quite as deadly. cold trickle in, cold trickle in. 
I'm saying, and and like, mm. look at what it did yeah. to like everybody's minds, and like, <laughs> it's just something that I yeah. expected it to be not a big deal. We don't need this and that, and then it just like devastated everything, job loss, and mm. just all these different aspects. But you need to be prepared. You need to not expect things to just be okay. <laughs> yeah, people are going to fend for themselves. Yeah, at some point or another, you know, eventually. So, hmm. yeah, you need to, like, like look at the past history of, like, Hurricane Katrina and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Like, these got left out in, in the waters. Mm-hmm. That's not good. So George anyways, Bush hates black people. Don't expect anybody. Yeah. It's better to prepare that nobody's going to help you mm-hmm. and and be better off in that situation than to say, eh, I'll just get help from a church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, That's a great one. Uh, Here's another great one. Disregarding financial preparedness. Oh man, this it's one, easy. It's super. You're prepared. like, I'm not financially prepared, but I got food. I got water. Water. Money's gonna mm. get burned in barrels. That's We're not the thing. Gonna, the currency's gonna be yep eliminated. A lot of people are like, well, if SHDF hits, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, right. But again, when it comes back to being a prepper, Bank of America will remember that. Yeah, they they they've got their their records sealed in a vault under the Antarctic or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> they know how much money you owe them. Yeah. And they're not going to let that go. But also, most, if not, I mean, 99.9% of all SHTF situations that we will face are going to be short-term. And they're, it's all going to come back to normal, right? Right. I mean, it, it, it has so far, you know, since uh, uh, humans Everybody have been on the earth. wants to go back to normal. Exactly. It's the easiest. Yeah, so it's going to come back. So go back and listen to our financial preparedness episode because there's so many good points that are made in that. Not not to toot our own horn or anything, but we talked about some really good stuff. I feel like Just this— super basic stuff. It's so basic, dude. It's so basic. And if you want to be a good prepper, you've got to be financially prepared. That has to be like one of the very first things that you do. Right, a lot of people get that that mindset that oh, SHTF is just around the corner. I'll just rack up this credit card debt. Everything's gonna be fine. Yep. Right? No, it don't do that. I'm That's stupid. Thirty fives. I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Go up in the hills with them. Yeah, it's just not great. Make sure you get that emergency fund. Make sure if you can pay down that debt. Um, there's another one that we're gonna talk about later on, but don't let prepping take over your life all the way. Right? You've got to make sure that everything else is working like it should. Never go into debt for prepping. That's not a great idea. No. You know, the world almost always continues on. It has so far. Yeah. Right. And it's always continued. Yes. To run on currency. Exactly. Some form of. Uh huh. And it and it's hard to be a good prepper. It's hard to continually and regularly add things to your preps. If you're not financially prepared, yeah, it doesn't work very well. So just make sure. I think it's a huge mistake. Well, we're talking about mistakes. It's a mistake to to overlook financial preparedness. Right. So, totally agree. Yeah. And that's an easy one to just like. Yeah. It's not gonna matter in the end, mm-hmm. but it will. It will for sure. Um, number number fourteen, believing everything and everyone on the internet. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. So you can get caught up, oh. you know, when you're kind of following current events mm. and, and you. Obviously, everyone wants to have that head start on yes. being prepared, buying the toilet paper ahead of time before anybody else. Great know? idea. But, man, the the, the amount of real, uh-huh. accurate information versus garbage, is it's so lopsided. Especially in the prepper world. Yeah. There are, we've talked about this a couple of times, there are people that um, that are just throwing those things out to try and get clicks that's exactly right a that's lot of them a lot of them and so 
they used the whole fear mongering, yes. you know, just to like, boom, you know, what was it when you read those ones? Mm-hmm. They were all within the same week. Yes, days, yeah. like just, prepare now. Yeah, like it's all gonna end. Financial Last chance crisis tomorrow, and it's like here we are, and it, and you go back and look at the the feed on YouTube, and it's like that same shit for three or four years straight. Yeah. We're still here. <laughs> right. The economy hasn't collapsed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just like everything in every aspect, you know, everything out there that's available online, mm-hmm. like if you get into prepping and survivalism and all that and you start like looking, you're going to run into this trash 100%. of like just fear mongering. Mm-hmm. And we've been accused of it. Oh, many times. But, you know, <laughs> which is whatever. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. So, but like take things with a grain of salt until mm-hmm. you have the ability to really look into it. Like one of the best examples is here in Utah, when the pandemic started, they had the small earthquake mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like, shut off all fuel to the whole freaking, yeah. you know, and it was funny because I was at work and I was like, I probably should gas up, make sure, mm-hmm. you know, it made me even think that way. And then the gas stations were just like packed with people overrun in like 20 minutes. People were just like filling their, truck beds <laughs> yeah yep. we need all the gas we can open get. up the trunk and then come to find out it was like out for what four or five hours three hours well, it the never, one pump station it wasn't even like well it was just the they had to shut down the refinery for a couple hours yeah. just to be safe so it's like you know what i mean and so the people's you know went and lost their minds for a minute yeah and but anyway just be careful when you're on there don't believe everything you hear yep Use your own brain it's and a mistake. mind and think. And, um, yeah. Sorry. I like that. Number 15, I'm going to say it. It's the hardest one. Uh, yeah. Hands the down. The hardest one. Overlooking your physical health. Yeah. Um, getting yourself healthy, it's something, if you're a good prepper, it's one of the biggest things that you can do. Um, but not even just for preppers, obviously the health you are, the better you are as a person, right? Avoiding your health. It's just never a good idea. Um, when it comes down to it though, you don't need to be the CrossFit champion of America. You don't need to be a marathon runner or like a triathlete. That's not what we're talking about. But if you're obese, right? Um, if you're dependent on these daily meds because of that are reversible, that are reversible. Yeah. If it's something that you can reverse, that is not good. And and if you think about it, being generally healthy is gonna make any SHTF situation so much easier. Yeah. So much easier. Yeah. Um, if you're physically fit, you're gonna have the upper hand in SHTF and everyday life, you're gonna have the upper hand, yeah. right? You just are. This isn't just a prepping thing. Cam knows this better than pretty anyone else, being in the medical field. So many people depend on meds that could probably get off of them. Yeah. Right? And not only meds, they depend on medicine for the simplest garbage. Yes. Short throat, I'm going to go and see the doctor. No, you don't. You, your body you will learn, fix itself. Learn what yeah. are the warning signs of something more serious. 100%. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you need to bug out, like we were talking about, your 40-pound pack, it's not going to carry itself. Yeah. Like, you're going to be huff. If Like, if you can't make it up a flight of stairs... You can't bug out. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. You just can't. Um, And like I said, I feel like this is probably the hardest one because this takes the most willpower and it's something you have to do every single day, basically. You can't just like overlook it for a couple weeks at a time because as soon as you do, 
Right. You're fat again. Yeah. You're fat and you're lazy. And so easy. It is so hard. So easy. So in you so know, hard, but so easy. Yes. Um, you've got to start slow. Don't try and don't try and be Mister. That's the thing universe. I always do, and I ruin my like. I'm like, I'm gonna go run 15 miles because yeah. I can do it. I'm I'm not overweight, and then I'm like, this. I this hate is it. stupid. It hurts. Yeah. I can't breathe. Start changing little things. You know, as you go. Um. To me, I've found that the only way I can do it, I need like that daily motivation to stay healthy. I got to have something every day. Like you got to listen to like podcasts that are inspiring you or read books yeah. that help you get yourself in that frame of mind. Get yourself around those kinds of people that help you move out of that. Not the people that are like, here, eat another Cheeto. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you got to you gotta be around the right people. Don't um, go with them. You come with us. Go. We're eating Cheetos. We got night. Cheetos. You see all these you Cheeto play, dust? You want to do jujitsu? You want to <laughs> eat Lay's potato chips all night? Think about it. Um. So, yeah, speaking of jujitsu, find something that you love to do that helps keep you fit. Yeah. Because. Yeah, I watched. I mean, like, just you. Like, mm. Kobe got. He wasn't sure, started it, and now he just, like. Yeah, I'm jealous. He's just so into it's it, and it's like it's a motivator for his mm-hmm. physical. And he didn't even—you don't even think about the physical fitness side of it. Yeah, you just do it. Just do it. So that's the thing. If you find something that's fun, yeah, you've totally changed the game. Because I've been trying to like run on the treadmill, and I'll hit it once in a while. That's bull crap. Week, and I'm like, this is sucky. I hate it. <laughs> it's horrible, man. Yeah. So if you can find, like, if you love to do basketball or soccer, mountain biking, mountain biking, if you love to hike, those are the things. Bareback riding, bear bear riding, anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because those make it so much easier. Um, go back and listen to our prepper fitness episode. There was some great stuff in there. But overlooking your physical and health is a humongous prepper mistake. It is humongous. It's funny the ones that are like I'm gonna lone wolf it and they're dependent on like six meds. It's yeah, like you're uh-huh. not getting anywhere. Good luck. Yeah. And the, the, when we talked about the little super uber rich people doing like LASIK surgery, like yeah. if there's some correctable things, like get it done. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. That like, kind of stuff. You got a knee that's just acting up and needs like <laughs> get go fixed. get it fixed. You got a hernia you didn't had for like three years. <laughs> go get that yeah, sucker you're have fixed a hard time up. Finding the surgeon to fix some of those. Yeah. But um, another really big aspect to not overlook, and this is probably one that I've seen just oh, take yeah. off like crazy. Probably all of us have seen some form of it recently more so. Mm-hmm. But number 16 is your mental health. Um, no matter what state you're in, mm. you know, no matter Utah or Montana, you think you are, <laughs> yeah, what state of mind you're in. Yeah, okay. Um, like... This stuff works on you big time. Oh my god. Like this dude. pandemic has made me even feel like freaking just depressed. I'm mm-hmm. like, is this, you know, I take my, we, we've taken our kids to um, like the aquarium and they're wearing masks and they can't do any of the interactive stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's just not the same for them and it's depressing. And the amount of depression that I've seen in clinic has just shot through the roof. Like people mm-hmm. are just like at their, like they're done. They yeah. just don't want to go and do anything anymore. And they're like, I don't know if something chemically is off. And I'm like, no, it just sucks right now. Yeah. Everything sucks. And everybody around you sucks. <laughs> Am I motivating you yet? It does help. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like we to go through any kind of scenario that's going to take a, like over just a few weeks, mm-hmm. people are just going to crash mentally. Yeah. If you're already tipping on and that edge. Have, yeah. If you're already kind of like crying five times a week, yeah. three times a week. 
um, I can guarantee you when <laughs> SHTF or something more serious, yeah. you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it, no. And so you've got to learn, one, how to cope with certain things mm. and when you need to seek medical attention and, you know, maybe, you know, just some simple stuff to relieve the stress, like exercise is huge. Mm. Oh, yeah. Journal writing, like stuff like that. You're going to have to learn how to do that because it is, it's not going to be pleasant. And no. We know that just from this pandemic that was kind of a teaser. Yeah. That it's it's going to be hard and people around you, like suicides and everything have gone up a ton. And so that's just kind of something to, to not overlook is like, where am I at? Yeah. What's my mental state? Or those in my family, like, what do they struggle with? And how can we like work through those yeah. things? Because it's only going to get harder. Well, if it, if it is some sort of a chemical imbalance and you can you be don't helped, yeah. and, and you can be helped by meds, get on them. Figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's worth it. Yeah. I know, I have family members that have been on them for a long time and it is night and day difference. Yeah. And it, their life is better because of the meds. Yeah. And if you have to get on them, get on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's You're going to have to figure it out. That, and then, yeah, yeah. but... It, it gets you more in tune with like how to help yes. yourself and because mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be super depressing if something yes. more serious not going to be great or think of pandemic number two. Mm. It's going to be fun. <laughs> you need to triple mask it exactly. for a year. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that anyways, one's hard. Yeah, that's that a, that's a mistake. Don't overlook your mental health nope. for sure. The other one, uh, number seventeen, overlooking the importance of prepper comforts. This is a big one too, man. Especially if you've got children. Yeah. Uh, you got, you don't overlook this. You've got to have things that keep people's morale up, especially in an SHTF event, right? You have to have that plan. You got to have things like board games and candy and books and cards and coloring stuff. I know junk food is, you know, we we just talked about Mm -hmm. health and mental health and all that stuff plays against it, Mm -hmm. but there is a, there's There's a place for it and help to like make your kids be distracted. Exactly. Or over hyper. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> but you've got it. You have to think about it, and you have to think about it now before things happen. Have a plan for this in all aspects of your prepping plan. So this means like EDC, your bug out plan, yeah. your bug in plan, all of that stuff. Think about some little things that you can add to those kits and those plans to help with comfort and entertainment and morale. Yeah. Um, because if you overlook it, I think it's a huge problem if you overlook it. you yeah. got to have an, a plan for it. You do. That one's simple, but it uh, is, it it's is a mistake. It is simple to do, but it's easy to just like, yeah. no, we don't need chocolate in our storage. Yep. We don't need, but mm-hmm. it will be a lifesaver. Exactly. You put a lifesaver. Lifesavers are great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was moving Yeah, you that. were getting there. You got it. 18 failure. Failure. To, to speak. To, yes. <laughs> Learn how to talk. We're now talking hard. Figure it out. For SHDF. <laughs> Next one. Next <laughs> one. Uh, failure to plan for hygiene needs. Yeah, yeah. And this one, like, Kobe stressed, like, early when we started doing prepping, he was kind of talking about it more, and I'm like, well, it's kind of a joke. Hmm. What a nightmare it would be to live, you know, shoulder to shoulder in a basement. <laughs> yeah. Stinky, nasty, non-showered bodies. Yeah. Oh, I just... Eel. Ah, talk about mental health strain. Ooh. That's going to put it up there. Yeah. But um, TP uh, is mm. a luxury, and we saw during the pandemic that kind of got wiped out. And <laughs> people couldn't no pun intended. <laughs> couldn't wipe out of a hole. Um, <laughs> so, and it's a huge health risk. You know, yeah, yeah. you're cooking your food in one corner, and everybody mm. in the family's pooping in the other corner. That's going to drift mm. over and mix, and you're going to eat poop. And that's not great. 
But no, the, just the fumes and all that stuff. It's like there's certain things you've got to prepare for. How to get rid of waste. What if there's a nasty pandemic and people are dying around you? How do you get rid of those bodies? Like mm-hmm. it's something that's ridiculous to think about, but you've yeah. got to think about it. Um, and then living in your nastiness, mm-hmm. you know, not having a toothbrush, all that stuff. The last thing I want is to have to have a root canal Ooh. in the middle of, you know, an apocalypse. It's oh, like, I guarantee I them just blow my head off. Them dentists will still be rolling. <laughs> Yeah, They'll still true. be putting crowns on yeah. as much as they can. This root canal is going to cost you six boxes of yeah, 556. Five, exactly. Figures. Well, and then, yeah, it, when it comes down to your water preps, having that water that's separate for right. the hygiene and yeah. cleaning and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, Don't Kobe's overlook little, it. His, their little genius yeah. idea of just it's using your, your used up laundry detergent bottles yeah. to store that water for cleaning. I think yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget. But yeah, don't overlook hygiene. your hygiene because your body likes to break down. Yes. Number 19. This one is humongously important. Forgetting that there is life beyond prepping. Don't let prepping be your life. Yeah. Because um, it's really easy for this lifestyle to kind of take over. Be- especially because you're thinking about all the things that could happen. Yeah. And... It's kind of fun. It really, like everything that we do, it's pretty dang fun. It's fun to think about these situations. It's fun to gather the gear and the food and the water. It's really fun. Um, but it's really easy for it to take over everything, especially when, like, when those people that get really fixated on like a certain event or a possibility, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it seems like that when people do that, like if you've seen Doomsday Preppers, you know, on National Geographic, they all have like this one thing that they're just like fixated That's on, true, right? And they and they just let it's it take like an OCD, yeah, thing. They let it take over. Um, that's why we do what we do. That's why we have casual prepping. We we think it's obviously really good to be prepared, but we don't want it to be everything. You no. still have to live. No. You still have to have a life, right? <laughs> right. Um, because if you let prepping take over, it can do several things. It could burden you financially like crazy. It can take up all your time, and it can push people away because you think that you're crazy. Right. Right? And that's why you got to be casual. I still probably. remember my wife going to that one thing where yeah. he was sharing his knowledge. I'll give him that. But mm-hmm. then he was like, I'll make my own deodorants. And if anybody comes asking me during, you know, a crisis for my that's supplies, it. I'll shoot him on the doorstep. It's like, what the freak? And he's and he only eats prepping food. Yeah. It's just yeah. like gone to a level of psychosis. It's yes. Like, there's something wrong. And it, you know, and it, even along with those people who are like, if you don't know how to strike rocks together, then you're not gonna be able to start a fire. It's like I can go buy 700 bics, exactly, and they instantly yeah. start fire. It's amazing. Uh, you don't need to get super obsessed over this. Stuff. Exactly. So just make sure that you don't get caught in that where it just becomes everything that you do. Yeah. I and I think it's detrimental, like you said, to other yeah. people wanting sure. to prepare. Yeah, it makes you make yeah, preppers look like psycho. psychos. Yeah. yeah. So just don't do that. It's it's a mistake for yeah. sure. And then the last thing, number twenty, is expect to f- basically to overlook the fact that you might experience prepper burnout. Yeah, you may don't be super overlook into it. it right now, and and think you know I'm I'm uh, always be prepared. You will experience at some point prepper mm. burnout. Yeah, I've gone through it. Mm. I go through it off and on. Yeah, I, I do I'm too. Just like, what do I do with all this crap? Like, <sighs> freaking water's this? taking up all the space. Mm-hmm. Do I really need it? We haven't used it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's easy to just be burned out in preparing. You're just like, I don't know, what's the point anymore? Mm-hmm. And we did do an episode on this of things to like. Yeah, we did. You know how to kind of avoid this. You know, get people. 
you know, talk about it once in a while with some friends and, um, even teach it or talk about it to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a, a lot of different ways to, to avoid it, but it will probably at some point happen and you mm-hmm. need to know how to overcome it. Yep. Just listen to that episode because again, it's a mistake to not be prepared for it because it's going to come at some point. Yeah. You get tired of it. You do. You will. So. I'm dumping all this water. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's the 20 mistakes that you need to avoid and be ready for. Yeah. Right. There's some good ones. Watch there's, out lot, for there, there's many more. Watch out. Th- that's the ones. Uh, guys, today's podcast is brought to you by TacPack, the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional grade stuff inside. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS and get a free separate bag of EDC gear along with your first month's TacPack. Head to TacPack.com. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. You got an AR? You like EDC gear? This is for you. All right. This go for your get AR. It. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. Oh, you can jump right to that. Huh? Yeah, we'll do that. Then we'll go to our reviews. Okay, this one's pretty quick. So, say you you decided, you know what, screw it. I'm going to lone wolf it, or me and my family are going to lone wolf it. Mm-hmm. What happens if one of you stumbles and impales your oh geez <laughs> your leg? Most often, impalement injuries happen to a limb. Do they? And so, what do you do? You got this big old freaking stick sticking out of your arm, mm-hmm. or you've got you know a big old piece of rebar through your thigh. <laughs> Oh, that sound sounds great. freaking horrible. Like, how do you manage these when mm-hmm. you don't have access to, you know, the ER and stuff like that? Obviously, you want, and again, you know, disclaimer here, you don't want to do much to it at all until you can seek proper medical attention. But say you're out in the wilderness, you're with some buddies or whatever, and you impale yourself. Mm. What do you do? Number one, you don't want to pull that thing out. Okay. It, acts as like a bandage itself you know Mm -hmm. it's poking through a blood vessel it's probably clotted around it and you don't want to take it out in that location you want to be way more prepared hopefully in an er hospital when they take that out of you the next thing is it may be kind of hard to walk around with a big old freaking rod sticking out of your thigh so you want to have um, this is with, when you're with other people, secure it and cut it down to size, like trim it and mm. use whatever gear you have straps or whatever to like, keep that thing as stable as possible. Mm. Pat it with, you know, socks, uh, a jacket, whatever, so that it ain't going to get bumped and jostled around mm. so that, you know, you don't break loose that blood vessel you pierced. Anyways, kind of freaky stuff. It is. But that's kind of the second thing. Mm-hmm. And then. Third, you know, you're going to want to try and find or get in a location where you can manage a ton of bleeding because that's mm-hmm. probably what's going to happen when you remove it. When you pull it out. Um, when you're on your own, uh, this is where it comes becomes super important to always have with you like different, like a med kit mm-hmm. that has a, a few key items. Number one is like a, uh, they have like those blood, those powder uh, things that kind of help clot. The clot. Like quick clot. Quick clot. Or you can even get um, packing gauze or like trauma gauze that has that already in it. Didn't we get some from BattleBox yeah. in the last one, right? Yeah. Oh the my hemostatic. Gosh. Is it the hemostatic yeah. kind? Okay. So it already has like a a blood coagulant in there. Mm-hmm. And then so if you hurry and pull something out, you can just pack it real quick with that gauze that's sterile plus it's got an anticoagulant. Mm-hmm. Your chances are way higher, obviously. Sure. If you have no other choice and you're in a remote location, you can't get to help with that sticking out of you and you got to pull it out, you're going to want to have that stuff. Um, and then, you know, prepare for shock and all those other blood loss things. Mm -hmm. 
So hopefully you can get to, um, you know, medical attention. But number, like I said, the key things, don't pull it out if you don't have to. Trim it down to size that's manageable and not going to get jostled around and bumped till you can get to proper proper medical attention. And then um, if you're on your own and pull it out, you better hope you have some yeah. pro-coagulant or, you know, um, dressing that's going to help. And then tourniquets, and I mentioned this before, there's like some bad rap about tourniquet yeah. a limb. But honestly, that is, you want to just cut off the blood flow to that yeah. area. You're not, you're either going to die before that limb falls off, mm-hmm. but you're much less likely to damage it to where you're going to lose the limb. So yeah. don't worry about tourniquets. Use them. They they can save your life. So anyway, there you awesome. Go. Just some puncturing, like puncturing wounds. I like it. Um, we have some reviews today. Uh, let's get rolling because we have three of them actually. Oh, crap, yeah. All right. Which one do you want to start with, Cameron? Oh, uh, let's do with Crate Club. Crate Club. We got the latest Crate Club guys. These guys just freaking, huh? Uh, Crate Club, the latest one. Oh my gosh, they got good it's stuff. Some fancy stuff, man. Yeah, the first thing is the Spartan Fire EDC Tinder. Um, so this is like these little white Tinder strips that are great for starting fires and stuff. So those things are awesome. They're in there somewhere. Yeah, they're in there. Then the next thing is the nine millimeter to forty five ACP Universal Pistol Mag Loader, a uh, Plula, I think is what it's called. Yeah. So these things are cool. Yeah, pretty fancy little deal. Yeah. Quick reload. Then we have the Crate Club Poncho Liners. This is like a wooby, basically. It's like a blanket, and I think it's a, a this one? yeah, it's a sleeping bag as well. So I think it's oh, kind of cool. Sweet. Yeah. Then there is the Kong case. This is the Earth Jungle color. Pretty freaking sweet. We got one of these in a battle box a while ago. Really nice There's cases. There's a ton of space in these. There and is. And then they pack it completely full of foam. So yeah, you cut and trim to whatever you whatever want to hold you need. In place. They're pretty dang cool. Then we got the Half Breed Blades, the CCK05 Compact Clearance Knife. This is this is a sexy looking blade, dude. Um, from uh, it's Half Breed. A heavy beast. Like. Yeah. And the packaging is really nice yeah. too. Like I love when they even have a if good, you didn't want to keep it. it good would be presentation. Like, the best gift ever. Yeah. So pretty got, dang cool. These are like some of the, like the little holsters, like one mm-hmm. of my favorites because it just clips on your yep. belt super And it's fast, tiny easy. and it's lightweight. You don't have to slide your belt all the way off. Yep. You just clip it on it. Yep. Pretty awesome. Pretty beastly. Then we have the Madhouse Designs Single Pistol Mount. This is with a nine millimeter pin. So this is something for mounting a gun, uh, a pistol like in your truck or, you know, under a desk or something like that. Um, it just, you're, your barrel slides right into yeah, that's it. Sweet, that's I like pretty that. cool. Yep, that's cool. Then we have the Leatherman Raptor Rescue Shears. These always useful. Yep, I great have one for a on med, my kit. med kit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're like I feel like you could cut tin with these. Suckers. Yeah, they're freaking insane. Pretty sweet. And then the last item is the Gun Vault Speed Vault uh, SV500. It's a great uh, little pistol vault for your house or your your truck sweet. or whatever. Yeah. So, dang, Crate Club killed it. They do. They have some like, yep. tippy top. They do. Gear. Then we have the Going Gear EDC Club for this uh, month. Right. Yeah. So, I don't have, there's no paper for that one. But there is, so the first item is this, uh, what, what brand is this? The Gossamer Gear um, Vagabond Packable Backpack. So, it's a little, it's a backpack that packs up to this little tiny pouch. So you can take it out um, on a camping trip or something if you're going to be doing some day hikes, um, and it doesn't take up much space, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Then, then you got the Durston mm-hmm. wooden spoon. Wooden spoon. Pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's lightweight. Throw that in your bag. 
Yep. Tastes like wood. Tastes like wood. It's super lightweight. Like, doesn't it weigh is. anything. Yeah. Floating away right now. Mm-hmm. And then um, you've got a titanium emergency whistle by Vargo. Yeah. Freaking titanium. It's titanium. It's going to call in a Russian. Exactly. <laughs> so that is the Going Gear EDC Club. But then somebody sent us, this is from Dune Survival. They sent us a 72-hour bug out bag survival kit. It's like an all-in-one sort of 72-hour, you're going to survive with this thing. So it's a box full of stuff, man. There's a backpack. There's a little, like, emergency tent. There's water. Um, so do they sell it like this? Is, they sell it all in one. Yeah, so it's, price on it's like 63 bucks oh, wow, yeah. for all that stuff. Um, so if you just want to get something yeah, done and ready. Yeah, but here's the thing, guys. We're actually going to give this away. Yeah. We're going to do a giveaway this coming week with this. So be watching the social media, and if you want to win this. So there's a backpack. What else is in there, man? There's a ton of stuff. There's paracord. There's gloves. There's paracord. Yeah. There's a... Uh, I think uh, there's a flashlight a, in there. Like a filter. There's mm-hmm. a bivy. Or a, Zip yeah, ties. Mylar... Yeah, duct, duct tape. tape. I mean, Food. it's got like all the essentials mm-hmm. in this box, and then you have a bag to put it all in. Exactly. So we're going to give this away next week, so be watching the social medias, because yeah. we'll figure out how we're going to do that. Maybe Monday or something, we'll start that and, and give it away. you check one out for yourself. It's Dune, D-O-O-N? D-O-O-N. And you, you can find it either on Amazon or on eBay. Give us the exact link. Yeah, it's it, 516-222-469-997. <laughs> Um, that's all we got. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you follow us on all the social medias. And that's it. Uh-huh. Right, Kim? I'm done. Okay, stay survived. <laughs>